There's a special word for somebody this evening, I'm sure. Say, Lord, send my word to me. There's a word that you have kept for me. Send that word to me. Yes, send it to me. Okay, Muti, send it to me. Send it to me. My ears are open. My heart is open to receive. My eyes see. My ears open. Receive your word. Instruct your soul. Instruct your soul. Say, my soul, receive the word of the Lord this evening. Receive your word this evening. I pay attention. Remember, pastor always say, pay attention. That is what we need to pay. I pay that that is required, which is attention. Receive your word. Receive encouragement. Receive instruction. Receive light. Receive instruction this evening. By reason of the word of God. Oh Lord, we bless your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For great things you will do amongst your people this evening. Blessed be God forever. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. All right, the Lord is good. So what we'll do again, as we always do, is to start by declaring the glory of the Lord. And this time around, we'll take from the book of Psalms, chapter 33. We are going to read about seven verses there. Psalm 33. We'll read from verse 6 and read all the way to verse um, 12. Okay, um, again, let's try and use the same version if we can. As we, Like I said, this is just uh, for the sake of Having our voices um, united, nothing spiritual about um, the particular version we are using more than other versions, no. Okay. The Lord is good. All right, so let's use an apostolic voice and declare this together. One, two, let's go. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all they are host. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and he stood fast. The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plan of his heart from generation to generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. Amen. amen. Don't you like that? Yes, sir. We are blessed. Somebody say amen. amen. We are the people he has chosen for his own inheritance. Amen. Say amen like you believe amen. it. Amen. We are the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. Amen. And we are a blessing to this nation. Amen. In every nation, God has his own nation. And through them, he claims the whole nation. Don't you like that? Yes. I say in every nation, he has his own nation. And through them, he claims the whole nation. So we declare again, Nigeria is the nation of the Lord. Amen. Because the people of God are daring, that is why. We are the salt of the earth, and we are the light of the world. In the name of Jesus, we declare, Jesus is reigning in this land. Amen. Jesus reigns over this nation. Amen. Any country you are watching us from, you need to declare that. Everybody say after me, Jesus reigns over this nation. Jesus reigns over this nation. If you are watching from everywhere, including Ethiopia, you need to declare that, so that wars may cease. Yes, the Bible says that he's the one that makes what? Wars to cease. Everybody say it. Jesus reigns over this nation. Jesus reigns over this nation. Jesus rules over this nation. Jesus rules over this nation. See, the kingdoms belong to the Lord. The kingdoms belong to the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, the Lord is good. Let's take our declaration of understanding that we take our seats. One, two, let's go. Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. 
and are being filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord, I'm pleasing him in all respects, I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. And that is what he will do for you again today in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, the Lord will heal you in every area. Amen. And give you a fresh anointing to perform your function. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, let's take our seats. Okay, I have something I wanted to say today. And the continuation of what we were saying last time. But again, let me just bring a charge as a summary of everything that we have done for the year. All right, let's just start that, therefore, by reading from the book of Luke, chapter 18. Now, verse 1. Now, he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not to lose heart. Now, did he say that? He said to them in verse 2, in a certain city, there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect man. There was this, this um, widow in that city. And in this context, please get the, the, context, the, the spirit behind using the title widow. is as if the woman didn't have help, nobody to run to. So she was oppressive, if I may use that expression. Now, there was a widow in that city. And she kept coming to him, saying, Give me legal protection from my opponent. Or like King James we say, Avenge me of my adversary. I like the New Living Translation here. It said, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. It says in verse uh, 4, For a while he was unwilling. But afterward he said to himself, Even though I do not fear God, nor respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now, will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night, and will he delay long over them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. The problem, now I'm just going to use the word the problem. Because the Lord says, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Now, we have read this um, many times in the past. In fact, I think it should be our underlying scripture for this school of uh, prayer that we hold here every week. This is the reason why we do that. When he said that men ought always to pray. He told them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not to lose heart. I'm going to repeat some things that we have said you know, many times in the past, even though I know I may be repeating myself, but for the sake of emphasis, let me say it again. Um, why did he say that? I will say all the time, God will not command consent that which comes naturally. That is why you hardly find it. Maybe there's somewhere that everybody makes sure you eat. Have you found anywhere in your Bible? Or make sure you sleep. 
No. It doesn't do that. What it does is speak about things people are not likely to do or tell them not to do something they are likely to do. Because they will eat. He can tell them the kind of food to eat and how to eat. Remembering to share with one another. Those kind of instructions come because the opposite will be natural. I hope you are getting my point. Now, should we sleep? It doesn't have to tell you to sleep, but it tells you when to sleep. Not to rise up too early or to go or to, go to bed very late. But that you will sleep. He said, thou shall remember, you must sleep. He said, God said, don't worry. Sleep will come, whether you want it or not. A point will come in which the sleep will fall upon you and you will collapse there and sleep. All right? But sometimes you may not sleep at the right time. So tell you that the lazy man keeps turning like a hinge on the bed. You understand my point? Just keeps turning like the door turns on the hinge. The lazy man just stays on his bed. He's not sleeping appropriately. Say, come, let's go to work. Say, ah, there's a lion in the street. The lion is going to eat me up. Everybody has has gone to work. Now, so these are the commandments you have because these are the things that might come to you which are not in line with the will. But the things that will come naturally which are in line with the will, he hardly commands concerning them. I hope you're getting my point. So when he says men ought always to pray, what does that tell you? They are likely, the natural thing is that they will not. Do you follow? Now when he says they should not lose heart, or like King James says, or faint, it means that the natural thing is that things will happen that will make them lose heart. Again, we learn something from that. That is, we may be praying about something that delays in coming. Because when hope is delayed, what happens? The heart faints, you understand? So that's what he was saying. Sometimes the answer to prayer may appear delayed. But that doesn't mean we should stop praying. There was one celebrated Nigerian those days. Let me not mention his name now, even though it's not a secret. I mean, he said it openly. He said he doesn't believe in God. Why not? He said because he asked God for something, and God did not do it. So to him, that's a sign that there's no God. Now, that logic is so faulty. It's not worth repeating. If it's not even worth arguing against. Yet I sometimes just want to, for completeness sake, say some things so people have a reference. So the fact that you ask God for something, you didn't do it. You think he's there to obey your instructions. People keep on saying, God does not say no. Me, I have not understood the logic behind that. Thing. If your faith is big enough, he will always say yes. Then there's a problem with your faith that's so big. It's too big. <laughs> yeah, you're not bigger than God because he doesn't have any will. He doesn't have any opinion. He just does what you say. He just does what you say. No. That logic, I don't have to have scripture for it. Like, what does, no. He, it, it goes against the logic of a father. It goes against the logic of a most high. Because if the most high, it can't just be most high in height alone. It must be most high in will. It must be most high in decision making. And once I'm not as high as the most high, then there will be decisions I will make that the most high needs to override. And because he's a loving father, it most likely will be for my good that is overriding the decision. So for someone to just say that God never says no, personally, I don't understand it. However, like I Richard Jaffa used to say those days, delay does not mean denial. Yeah, we agree with that. The fact that it is delayed does not necessarily mean it is denied. 
So that is why, to be able to know which one is delay and which one is denial, we learn the will. Did you get my point? Yes, sir. To be able to know which one is delay and which one is denial, what do we do? We learn the will. So if we, like, we get to know the will, so even though we don't see the result now, we call it delay. Now, what I'm going to emphasize is the fact that sometimes there will be delay. And in times of delay, Jesus he was warning us ahead, don't let your heart what? Faint. Don't let your heart faint. Don't just interpret the fact that the thing has not happened. Don't interpret that to automatically mean what? Denial. I hope you're getting my point. So we are getting, learning the discipline of constantly following through or constantly praying without getting tired. Let's bear that in mind. But let me emphasize again. Sometimes what we are looking forward to it appears delayed. But Jesus said, don't get tired. Now, why does it get delayed? Now, please, let me get, go over this again. These are things we have taught before. We're just summarizing for the year, all right? There are many reasons. Sometimes because we are not yet ready. We see the vision, because what God does sometimes, he gives you a vision. That's what he does sometimes. He will give you a vision. And what, you know what the vision does? It guides you. It guides you. That is, there are things you just cannot do. No one young man saw me yesterday. I mean, it was my student many years ago. I mean, long ago. So he was, he was telling me that those days that he wasn't born again. No. He wanted me to just know. So, <laughs> but since then, he has listened and read, you know, listened to me quite a lot, read some of the things I said. And then he was, he now reminded me of something that I said, you know, I couldn't, you know, of course, when he said it, I remember the doctrine. But I, I, it has left the forefront of my heart for a while. So uh, you, you get what I'm going to say. <laughs> he said, I, I was explaining that the reason why Jesus could not sin. And why Jesus went to the Father and prayed with much tears, you know, and he was hurt because he feared. He was explaining that to me again. I was, what I said, I said, it's true, it's true. You know, in my mind, yeah, that is really true. That Jesus realized the weight of the things that he, or the thing that he was carrying. The gravity of all his actions. That, he reminded me of that. That I said Jesus didn't have one opportunity. There's an opportunity that he didn't have that the rest of us have. He couldn't say, I'm sorry. He couldn't repent. He must never receive forgiveness. It mustn't go on record that he received forgiveness. It was reminding me yesterday, you know, these are things I thought years ago. I said, when he heard me teach it, in my mind, I said, oh, thank you, preach, preach it, preach it, let me hear some more. So he was explaining that to me. And you know, when he reminded me, I said, oh, that is true. I remember preaching these things years ago. That Jesus couldn't receive forgiveness. Not because the Father is not great enough to forgive. But because once he says, I'm sorry, Father, forgive me. He is no longer worthy to be the sacrifice. Just like the old high priest. He now needs to offer a sacrifice for himself first. It was crucial that it was a sinless lamb of God. Now, so he was reminding me that I said that that was why he had to carry himself gingerly. Can you use that expression? Tenderly. He had to be careful. It's not that the father couldn't forgive. It was because of the rest of us. Because if he collected forgiveness for himself, the rest of us were dead. We have to go and look for another redeemer. That's what vision does for you. Can you see what vision does? It keeps you on track. So he knew that the plan of God, let's just use our modern day, 
of a thousand, of a few thousand years. When I say now, of course, we know it's longer than a thousand years, or a few thousand years. I just want to say, let's use this physical earth. The plan of God from Genesis down to four thousand years later, He was going to ruin it if He as much as did one thing wrong. So that vision kept him. It kept him disciplined. And if any temptation will come, the Bible says that he will go to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. What will happen is that he will cry to him who was able to save him from death with much crying, groanings. Why? Because he understood the gravity of what he was carrying. I hope you're getting my point. He couldn't commit once and say, the Father is merciful, he will forgive. Which is what a lot of us do these days. I hope you know if you have that kind of attitude, you're in trouble. You have been accumulating judgment for yourself, you don't know. Aha, a lot of people say, <laughs> I heard recently that I said, Pastor Parker is too hard. I didn't know, I thought I was, when we used to say I was, I stitch simply. I heard recently that he said, Pastor Parker is too hard. That's Pastor Kim, that is simple. I said, good. <laughs> oh boy, that's why I hear him more. <laughs> Now it sticks like this, and I say, <laughs> the Lord is good. <laughs> I don't blame anybody who says that, too. Because the way they talk sometimes, when I finish preaching, my wife would fear. <laughs> Let me not scare you again. If you have been accumulating, let's do it. God is merciful. You, are, you have been accumulating judgment. Your judgment is doing press up, it's in the gym. It's called mocking God. You're mocking God. Say, so leave that in. Like somebody said, just deny Jesus. You know what the person said? It's not petty. Did you hear that in English? They said, if you're threatening, you deny him, or we'll kill you. Said, deny him is not petty. He understands. Now, that guy is not born again, as far as I'm concerned. The guy who said it. I have my reason for, I don't believe he's a believer. You know, this is many people go to church. Yes. So anybody can talk nonsense. Yes, but this is, this is a kind of thought that shouldn't cross your mind. Rather, you should pray, say, God, let me be like Daniel. Let me be like Ananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. That if I'm put in front of the fiery furnace, I will not deny you. Rather than saying, I know God is merciful, you go forgive. That's called mocking God. Now, so let's get the point I'm making. So the Lord Jesus Christ understood the gravity of things, so he kept himself, not with his own determination, but with prayer, with help from the Holy Spirit, with help from the Father. He was determined to carry the purpose of God through his life. Please, I hope you're following my point here. So I'm trying to explain something here. Why do I want to do that? Sometimes things appear delayed. So when we see the vision... And it's delay, and we understand the importance of the vision. We don't lose heart. We don't just give up on it. Let me say something. Reason like this. At least let me live for something. I hope you're getting my point. See, let me just tell you. Reason, that's how you should reason. Let me live for something. Don't let this world give you its own agenda. Building a house is not necessarily a blessing. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. Owning a house is not necessarily a blessing. Having money is not necessarily a blessing. 
People think it's always if you have plenty. No. If you have more than you need, it is a problem. And if you have enough wisdom, you will know why. Who was it that prayed? Was it Lemuel or that says that give me food that is convenient for me? Don't make me too rich. Don't make me too poor. If you have understanding, you will know why that prayer was prayed. Every material thing takes a bite out of your heart. Yes, it does. Once my sister called me and said that they are selling house in, houses in Akure. You know, according to the armor rightness and the heat tightness. I'm from Ondo State. <laughs> that they are selling houses in Akure. And th- th- those days was quite cheap. The cost was low. The governor was trying to empower people. Indigents. And you're going to pay 10% of the cost of the bungalow. And they'll give you a bungalow. Then they space out the payment over years. The balance. And believe me, it was a kind of money that I will spend. And my wife will not realize money left the house. And I'll be paying monthly. She will not even know I'm paying monthly. That it wasn't much. I could afford it. It was many years ago. So an average person will jump at it. You know what this guy did? I said, no, thank you. Ah, I said, why not? I said, what will I do with it? Do I look like I'm living in Akure? Or I plan to live in Akure? That was my answer. I said, no, thank you. I don't want it. Ah, she was surprised. Why not? I said, it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. <laughs> no longer to be yoked, but it's, uh, to be bound by, you had it, by the yoke of slavery. I don't want this yoke of slavery. I said, what do I mean? I said, listen, I'm here in Enugu. I don't care what is going on, what the local government people are doing there. You know, it doesn't concern me. Then shortly after that, there was this hurricane that passed through town and removed, you know the way it is, collected some roofs and took, took away. I said, see, if I had the house there, you know, I would join the prayer in the name of Jesus. The hurricane Andrew, go to the left in the name of Jesus, pass near the rock. I said, see, you may think, you see, the way a man's treasure is, there's hard to be also. So they say, okay, if you have the house, you put tenants inside. I say, ah, tenants. <laughs> tenants? Ask my mother. <laughs> Let's just leave it like that. I said, no, 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 no. Now, first, see, one of the things I've realized is that not everybody thinks like me because not everybody understands what I understand. If, as a believer, if you understand, look, you will think the way I'm thinking. It's not a big deal. It's not an asset. God told us clearly through the Lord Jesus Christ that we should only see as an asset what we have in heaven. Anything you have on this earth is not an asset. Many of us don't know how to value things. Some of the headaches that material things bring into our lives, you don't know you can you will achieve your destiny better if you didn't have those headaches. But you don't know the world told you that thing is wow, ah, this the price is going up. So you <laughs> so you hold something material now, thinking the price will go up. And like I always used to say, do I look like I'm going down? I have believed God that we outstrip every inflation. Yes, amen. yes, because my God is above it all. I said, listen, don't, don't come and tie my heart down. That, that was my own problem. Will not be here. Do you know how far? And those days, there was no, all this crisis of road was not even there. Travel was easier. I said, no. I don't want to have cause to be thinking of what is going on in Akure. Leave me. 
What if one day you need a house there? They go go on strike. Oh, some people think that when they are old, God will have gotten tired, will have put in resignation, and be looking for who will take over the throne. After taking care of so many of my children, I'm getting weak. My back is now weak. When I wake up in the morning, me, the God that sleeps and slumbers, that needs to retire at night so I can refresh for the next day. By the time your children grow up, I will not be able to take care of them now. So please lay up treasure on the earth for them. You know, by the time they grow up, I will be a retired God, a tired God. General El Shaddai retired. Yeah, that's how we reason. We reason that, you know, we don't know how we make statements sometimes. The God that brought me to this level, it's one of two things we said. We say, the God that brought me to this level will be tired by then, or it was not God that brought me to this level. It's one of the two. The way we worry about children, we've made one of these two statements. Either it's not God that brought me here, or the God that brought me here is getting tired. He's going to retire. The problems of Nigeria will weigh him down. Like Moses, one day he has to leave the ministry because Israelites will have, you know, taken away all his energy. That is our reason. But it's not supposed to be like that. I went to, the, you know, I, I was, there's a statement I made that made me go into that tangent, all right? And I said, listen, this life, just say you live for something. Don't live for material things. That's why I went into that. Just say, oh, like Hannah. No, Anna, not Hannah. Anna. And like Simeon. We pray because, you see, but it's the two of them I was thinking of before I went into that. If you wanted to judge Anna at that time, you would be like this woman. What are you doing for your children or for, you know? But this woman was just praying every day. Ask Simeon. He was just praying every day. And one of the things I've thought about in recent times, if you are elderly, okay, you have a greater praying assignment than before. Yes. And you see, this prayer is necessary. It's necessary for what God wants to do on the earth. Okay, that's what I want to remind us of today. He wouldn't have told us men ought always to pray, except it is important. One of the major strategies of the enemy in this our generation, which flows through social media, is one statement, we have prayed enough. It must never, I command you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it must never come from your mouth. I've heard preachers say it. It must never come from your mouth. I command you on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ and in his most exalted name, your mouth must never utter it. Because I've, ob- I've observed it is one of Satan's strategies in this generation. And he keeps pushing it little by little. Common sense will tell you what he's saying is even crap. But he keeps pushing it. And I had an argument with one of my classmates the other day. And my reason why I was, and usually the people I have the worst arguments with are those who are supposed to be believers. He puts this, we have prayed enough. Nigerians love to pray. I said, uh, do you know why Nigeria Brew is built a massive brewery in Nigeria? You say we love to pray. Do we use the beer for communion? We use it, what do we use the beer for? No, we don't. I mean, we drink more than we pray. That's where I'm going. So Nigerians love to pray. I said, why have not said Nigerians love to drink? How many police checkpoints have you been to in this country where they are not interested in your money? 
Why do you say we love bribes? <laughs> I hope you're getting my point. I can say this boldly, as of today, 90% of our legislators take bribes. They extort heads of parastatals. 90%. And I said that 90% so that just in case, you know, a few Kingsleys are there, so <laughs> let's remove them. I hope you're getting my point. Yes. It's institutionalized. Budget pumping, <laughs> budget padding, all those things, over-invoicing, is an institution which most people in government service get involved in. Why don't we say we have done that enough? It is prayer. We are saying we have prayed enough. Can't you see satanic machination? So that's why I say don't ever say it. In fact, we need to pray some more. And another thing, those who are saying we are praying enough, how did prayer stop you from doing other things? Go and read the story of Daniel. Daniel did not take a leave. He fasted and prayed until angels came to talk to him while attending to the affairs of the king. What he just did was simple. Everybody's rushing to get to the office in the morning. They have to take their breakfast first. He said, breakfast time, I use it to pray. Or maybe they need to sit down and serve proper breakfast, you know, with sausage here, baked beans, you know, omelettes, there are all kinds of uh, coffee and tea. and No, you just grab agigi bread. Just tear the agigi bread and take a cup of water. Enter the cars, they are going to the office. You'll be chewing the bread, drinking the water, and studying the scriptures. No time for dining. Lunch time, all right, everybody will sit down in the banquet hall. The man will just say, please, get me that yam, collect the yam, chewing it, go back to the corner, drink a glass of water. In the evening, maybe drink milk or take a piece of meat and eat it. Or mo- Is it three times I've counted now? No, no, the guy is eat maybe like once a day. But he didn't, that is... This normal go to party. They said the king's daughter is wedding. Daniel will just come, give the girl a hug, give the husband a hug, bring them the present. Before they know what's happening, he's gone. So one of them prayer doesn't waste time. Hard-working people are the ones that can pray well. So those who say we are praying, what do they mean? They give the impression that because we are praying, they say, see, those who are going to church at 12 noon, no, they, you know, the churches are few fix a 50 day prayer meeting, all those kind of things. And they, you know, most of the people who come there, they are not, there's nothing they are doing anyway. I don't know whether you're getting my point. <laughs> there's nothing they are doing. And go and see those prayers. Like, this year, your witches will die. So those prayers don't even count. You cannot tell us we have prayed enough. Sincere prayer, genuine prayer full of faith. Listen to people of God, we have not done it enough. So I, I instruct you again on behalf of the Lord. Don't ever make that statement. In addition to the prayer you have prayed, you know what you should do? Pray some more. Then you can walk as is necessary. Prayer does not stop you from walking. Prayer does not stop you from doing other things. In fact, it's in the place of prayer you will know what to do. Did you hear what I said? It's in that place of prayer you will know what to do. So bear this in mind. The prayer is important. We have to continue to pray. It's important if what God wants to do on the earth will be done. 
It's important. And why he had to say that to us, we just read, is simply because there will be times it will appear as if there is delay. Remember, one of the reasons why there is delay is because the prayer is not yet enough. So please, I'm reminding us of these things. We've been teaching on these things year by year. We are building up individually and collectively to a particular crescendo. We are getting to a point where the clouds will be full and then they will pour forth rain upon the earth. Let's bear that in mind. Let's remember it's a duty we have. We are co-workers with God in that regard. This is how it is. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to you and me. You know what that means? God does not come to your house without your permission. Yes, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't. Why do you think he stands at the door and knock? He doesn't tear the door down. Why did, why did he say, lift up your heads, O ye gates, be lifted up, you everlasting doors, that the king of glory may come in? Will Samson have said that? Samson. Samson will come and say, lift up your head, O ye gates. Samson said, oh, ye gates, get out of the way. He will yank the gate and remove it. But the, so it's not, it's not for lack of energy that brought that psalm to be. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, that the king of glory may come in. I'll tell you, it is because he gives us the right to close, keep the doors closed, and he will stay outside. So that's why he needed to tell us that. So we now have the duty to keep those doors open. Jesus will stand at the door and knock. So we have the right. If we say, don't come into my home, he will not come. Like somebody said, when the Twin Towers came down, they said, the Americans said, where was God when they came down? God said, do I look like Voltron? Defender of the universe? No. You said, get out of the schools, I left. Get out of public places, I left. He said, people cannot pray in public squares and all of that. So I left and waited some, went somewhere. And when they were bringing the Twin Towers, I was exactly where you said I should wait. After the twin towers came down, everybody said, I pray. He goes, okay, now, so what can I do for you? That is why we always have to pray. Listen, don't just assume. Pray for your children. Don't just say, these children, they belong to God. Tell him, Lord, they belong to you. Then when you do that, then he now rides into their lives. Say to him, this home belongs to you. Declare it. There is nothing wrong with putting a plaque there if you really mean it. Though. Not the one you just go and buy Sticker. You know, sticker is free. If I don't put sticker yet, you can put later. Because some people now, they say, hey, they go and buy sticker, they won't do their job again. The most, the most important job is that you use your mouth to label the door. This house belongs to the Lord. I don't have stickers in my house. Okay, my wife kept some in certain strange places. Mostly behind toilet doors. She's, she learned that one from, some, from somebody in America. They have it in Latin America. They hang it so that when you are doing your business, you'll be studying scriptures on the wall. <laughs> okay, but I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to say that um, um, I have it in my home like that. But it's the right thing to tell the Lord this home belongs to you. Nothing wrong with it. The Bible says you can put them, you know, is it bandana you call it? Mm-hmm. Tie it as frontless over your head. I'm a Jesus boy. Put a sticker on your car, it's good. But what I'm going to say is that use your mouth to tell the Lord. If you buy a car, Lord, this is your car. It will do your will. That is one. You use your mouth to say it. Secondly, you use your heart attitude to say it. I'm trying to emphasize the fact that prayer is important to invite God into places. 
in our nation, we will invite God here into the nation. There's one country I looked at, I said, this country, and they've sacked the prime minister now, Greece. When they appointed one guy, is it their president or prime minister? He refused for a priest to pray for him. He's one of those who have prayed in all kinds of people. Let me tell you something about prayer. Even if the priest does not know what he's doing, still collect the prayer. Still collect, though. Still collect. I'm telling you, you still must collect it. Don't enter into public office and you don't collect prayer. Jesus will leave you. I'm telling you, collect it. The guy took over, one young guy, I've forgotten his name, well, I remember his name a bit, but I don't want to cause confusion by pronouncing it wrongly. And I remember he refused for the head of the Orthodox Church, of the Greek Orthodox Church, to pray for him. He took office, no, promising to turn the country around, but not needing prayer. I looked at him and said, God will just go out of his way to frustrate you. And I think the Lord did that for him. All the, he and his, uh, I remember his finance minister, they tried everything. I remember that guy completely later on on um, one of these big uh, people, uh, these international interview shows. He said that they were, that the European Union was doing them financial water body. <laughs> that just before they drown, they will give them a re- relief again. After your prime minister said that he doesn't need God. Listen, anybody that says he does not need God, we fail. You may not fail initially. God will let you go to a high level where you can fall out, you know? If you're, if I'm coming down from here and fall, you won't notice anything. So when God, when you are climbing, he says, no, no, don't let him fall on the first step. Second, say, no, 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 God, say, don't let him fall. Let him be climbing. Where are you like 17th floor? Now remove the step. Let him fall. He will now drop. To be like an explosion. He say, what happened? That's the man who said that he doesn't need God. If you fall small, you will learn. When God wants to punish you, you make sure you can't learn. You will prosper in your way initially. The man said he didn't need God. And let me emphasize something here. We have to consciously bring God into every system. And any nation that God has put us inside, you know, we're talking about the God of the nations, we also consciously bring him in. When God comes in with that invitation, he comes in as a judge. Did you hear what I said? No, you didn't hear me well. If people don't consciously bring in the Lord of mercy, if they don't consciously bring in God the Father, if he comes in without invitation, he comes only with his judgment to come and judge them for their iniquities. And if he were to number iniquity, nobody would stand. So you come into the nation and judge the nation harshly. And that is why Christians in this our nation must rise and invoke the name of the Lord over the nation, and do like we do all the time. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, and the earth and all who, who dwell therein. So we will not get up within that context and say, Lord, this nation is your own. And there's a reason why he formed the nation. I'll tell you the reason, one major reason. All right. Of course, we know things like he's supposed to advance the gospel ultimately, but initially, the reason is because right now, I'm in Enugu, right? I was born in Ondo State. But now I live in Enugu. I've lived here for a long time. Now. Okay? Yet, God wanted my voice to have effect in Bono State. I don't know whether I get my point. My voice has strong effect in Bono State, which it does not have across the border closer here in Cameroon. Bono is much farther 
from me in Enugu. I mean, a boy just 30 minutes drive, if you hit the Abakliki Road, after 30 minutes you're in a boy state, right? If you drive for another two hours, you're in Cameroon. Israel, you are the Cameroonian here. Is, is, it, is it more than two hours? I want you to pass a back leg, drive for two hours, and you are in, you are in Cameroon. But if you like, start, get a jet. Look, you are going to Bono. You go drive, 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 park, refuel, change your oil, change your tire. You never still reach Bono State. Cameroon is much closer. Yet my prayer to the Father on behalf of Bono State is stronger than my prayer to Him on behalf of Cameroon. Why? It's simple. Because he cut the boundaries according to the number of the sons of Israel, the Israel of God. So Cameroon falls outside the boundary he has caught and put me inside. But Bono falls into that boundary. So he says to the church in Nigeria, and I'm part of that church. So the fact that we can say the church in Nigeria has given me a voice. I can pray about Sokoto. I can pray about Benue. I can pray about River State. I can pray about Lagos. I can pray about Ogun. I can pray about Katsina. All I just need to do is gather all of them under one name, Nigeria, which he carved out. I hope you're getting my point here. No, that's the reason. That's the reason. Because if I call this place, who go pray for this place? They no go rich. So he joined, you get my point? He joined them together. No, it's a spiritual principle. Look at what European Union did. They realized that small, small nations, they don't have power. They saw it happen. USSR amassed you know, how many countries into one? And they were terrorizing everybody. Thank God for America, who also was a very big country. But they saw it, ah, say one day we'll vanish you. So they started by economic cooperation. Next thing, they, they were essentially, the plan is to form themselves into a single country. Because right now, the way it is, the laws of the European Union are rated as higher than the laws of individual nations. That is what is causing crisis right now in Poland. Because the Polish Supreme Court said no. And now the European Union is planning sanctions against them for saying no. The, judge, the, the justices of the Supreme Court in Poland simply said, if Poland makes a law, it is superior in Poland to European law. And the European people said no, it can't be. So that, you know, of course, you know where they are going. Little things like, if you say there's no uh, homosexual marriage in your country, if European Union says it is against the law, then the people will come to your country and have their own sexual marriage there. Which is actually what the problem is. That is, what, that is the issue in Poland. It's on this homosexual marriage thing. Have you noticed I don't use the word gay marriage? In case you do not know, there's a reason for it. It's deliberate. It's deliberate. It's deliberate. Because, now this is an aside. When people want to mainstream and normalize something in your life, the first thing they do is to give it a name. And the name usually is good. It sounds nice. They call it marriage equality. They won't call it same-sex marriage. When they want to go to court and campaign, they call it marriage what? Equality. That if you don't let men marry men and women marry men, you have been unfair. You self check out. After all, you're a Christian. As a Christian, justice, fairness, equity should be with you. So they'll say, okay, it's marriage what? Equality. That's an aside. Let me say my message. But you see, people came together so that we'll make laws in Brussels and it will affect somebody in Poland. We'll make laws in Brussels. It will affect somebody in Denmark. All over the place. It's a spiritual principle. That's exactly what God did. God wanted the church 
to be able to meet in Benin, PFA will gather in Benin and decide rules that will cover northern Nigeria, southern Nigeria. Look, don't play with it. Don't joke with it. Don't follow those who say, no, 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 we don't want it. We don't want it. You need, God has a purpose for it. But you see what Satan has done for us? Or to us? He has stirred up anger and animosity and hatred. Instead of us to use some things as advantages, we see it as the reason why we are where we are. We will have moved forward. We didn't have it. Because we don't have an evangelistic mindset. We don't have an apostolic mindset. We are not concerned about the kingdom of Christ Jesus. Just like, what, can I buy a house and build, build a car? Which of the two did I say now? <laughs> can I build a house and buy a car? We're only concerned about that. But if we're concerned about the advance of his kingdom, you say, no, don't limit my powers. All this one, divide, divide. You think that I'm going to want anybody to divide anything? Who will buy the cement now? You know, when people don't have plans, they don't have, they don't have a vision. They're just, you know, their goal is not beyond their front door. That's why they're making certain statements. Those who have kingdom minds. Now, whether the kingdom is the kingdom of God or not, it's not the issue. Just kingdom. There are certain statements they don't make. Or tell the Lord would never tell you they should divide, divide where. Who will buy his diesel? <laughs> I, I don't know where I get my point. They think differently. With all this noise you are making, the full and the man doesn't want division because this cow, who they chop up? Oh, you think it's the katina they are eating the cow? Who does Owambe? Have you ever seen Owambe in Katsina? Say, person, person died. If person died in Katsina, we bury immediately. After some time, we'll come back and say one or two prayers and we'll go home. This is the south. If person born, we kill cow. If the person died, we kill cow. If they became grow, marry, we kill cow. If the people were marry born, we kill cow. If you want to go and greet the girl's father, we bring cow. Politician enter office, we give her a cow. So they became headers. <laughs> we went to Oba until the whole of our be like ranch. One man's mother died. They turned the whole village to, to ranch. Uh, were you not there? You, you, you were there, huh? Did you eat from the cow? People go, so, see, all this are saying, the people who are producing the cow, they don't want to divide anything because, mm, I beg. Somebody must buy the cow now. So when you are not producing anything, you want them to divide, you see? That's how you know jobless boys. If you are producing, mm, you say, no, let's restructure. Let's rearrange. How can we steal? Yes. Are you getting my point? You know, but that market, you can't lose it. You don't check and say, oh, this is I'm producing, I can't know people, they chop them. Ah. If you call the country, I got to reach there. They want to not buy from Nigeria. No. After I built factories in Enugu, built factories in Benue. No, no, you can't call the country. But people that don't have anything, they are the civil servants. Wake up in the morning, wait for salary. And I can, no, no, go get it. Cut the country, cut the country, cut the country. You're not producing now. You don't have any kingdom mindset. Advance of the kingdom is not in your heart at all. If they tell some, then go to blues, go and negotiate with them, they can. You give me anything, say, I'm sorry, this man, wait, wait, stop this thing. It's okay, I give, I give, okay, I give you a cement factory, are you okay? <laughs> because the guy don't check out. See the way we build in Enugu, as if they say there's no money, there's no money. Every time you go see cement truck, they pass, pass, no money. Are you binding with peace? 
no money, no money. <laughs> Can you see my point? You just wonder. You 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 pass one place one day, grass. Come two days later, the house don't reach like three floors. No money. Want yourself? In Jesus' name, there's money for you. Amen. There's money. These are the kind of, that's the reason why allergy will never, no, you know, go divide with. And these are people who are not even pursuing the kingdom of God. That's the point I'm making. They are not pursuing the kingdom of God. So those of us who are pursuing the kingdom of God, shouldn't you have a different mindset? We'll look at the rule of Zamfara. Zamfara. After God has finished punishing you for Sharia, we will now bring the gospel. You will believe. Start believing God for an international evangelist that will come from, uh, is it Guzo? Guzo is Zamfara, right? Yes. Say, Father, give us one from there now. Give us, you know, I, I was talking to some of my brethren from northern Nigeria that they said, listen, I was into one particular sister. She sings. So I bought her album. I was very happy. Then she now went there and now singing, Hallelujah, the Lord. I said, my friend, go away. We have plenty of Hallelujah, the Lord is this from America. Chema Jesus sings in Igbo. What's the, the Aladay, what's that? Tokwe Alabi sings almost exclusively, 90% in Yoruba. So I want somebody who will give us songs to sing nationally. It will be at least 75% Hausa. And they, they, those people can sing. If you hear Pastor Delva, Chris, um, um, Chintok, my father. Last time I was in Pastor Chintok's church, he said, one brother Francis should come and close service. After I said, <laughs> Pastor Francis, so... People are saying that this anointing. 80% of the singing anointing. I just keep on for here. Everybody there. You are getting my point. Get, give us the local anointing. Let's spread it nationally. I hope you are getting my point. I'm going to emphasize something here. Those who have the kingdom mindset, they don't talk the kind of nonsense some of us talk every day. We are looking at it and say, Lord, we need an evangelist out of Zamfara. And you know what Jesus said? If you pray here, because I've made it one body. Do you get my point? Yes, I've carved, look, the name, the church in Nigeria, I created it. So you can now ask of me, and I will give you every portion of your nation as an inheritance. So you can say, I've been working for Satan. When we say, take it, take it, cut it, give him. No. When the father said what? Ask of me, and I'll give you all these nations as your inheritance. That's applied to this big single nation he has created because there are small nations all over inside it. Jesus asked for the whole nations of the earth. I hope you're getting my point. Then that plants us inside the different ones he has carved. I said, now you are co-workers with me inside this one. Don't worry about what's going on in Cameroon, primarily. Your primary assignment is not what's going on in Ghana. Or not what's going on in Slovenia and Cuba. If I send you there as an evangelist, as an apostle, fine. But those of you who have not sent, don't worry. Conquer the land I've given you. The enemy is coming to collect it and you are retreating. Meanwhile, you are the ones that have the weapon. Of course, the weapons of our warfare are not Canada. They are not AK-47s. But they are mighty. They are not AK-47s, but what? They are mighty. They are mighty. They are mighty. So, and the enemy knows. So what does he do? He tempts us to give up the land. 
So we'll come and say, we are not able. So the sons of Ephraim, even though they were armed, but in the day of battle, what did they do? They turned back, and as a result, they broke the covenant of God. And that Ephraim stood for how Israel behaved when they saw giants in the land. And they are giants all the time. Headsmen attacks, giants. Intertribal clashes, giants. Economic issues, giants. Bad roads, giants. So when you see giants, you take your weapon of war and begin to slay the giants. What's our weapon? Prayer. Prophecy. Those are the two things we have as weapon. weapons. Prayer and what? Prophecy. And of course, the preaching of the gospel in the midst of these two. Declaring the lordship of Jesus. That's why when God gave me the understanding, every time we start to pray here, we take a portion of the scriptures, lift the, 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 the portion up, lift up the name of the Lord in prayer over the nation, over our homes, over our environment, over the land we walk upon. You know, I said something earlier, we must live for something. Yes, let me tell you something. You're only living for what you're ready to die for. Did you hear what I said? You can't be saying you are living for something, except it's something you are ready to die doing. Did you get my point? There's a reason. I think God created soldiers for a particular reason. To teach the whole of humanity a lesson. Only soldiers can truly say that it's easily for everybody to understand that they are living for their nation. You know why? They are ready to die for it. That's how you, I mean, they can't retreat. In the midst of adversity, they don't retreat. The, the, the military is so bad, in quotes, in that area, that if you retreat, it's called mutiny. It's a death sentence. They don't allow you to retreat. You only move back tactically. So the commander will say, the way we are going is not, is not going well for us in this battle. So everybody pull back, pull back, pull back. But if he says stay there, <laughs> boys stay there until they get killed. That's why they award them, like Americans will give the purple heart, stuff like that. You know, they award you, you know, recognition if you die in battle. That this is the height of sacrifice. I hope you get my point. So when it comes to prayer, we have the same attitude. Once I find out what God wants to do, once I lock my heart on that which I know is his will, then as a believer, I focus on it even if I die praying. Even if it doesn't manifest in my generation, I don't change my mind. I don't. Whether it goes well for me, the way I think it means for something to go well, or it doesn't. Sometimes, like I was teaching them in Port Harcourt, I said, there are times you will pray, God will say, I want a sacrifice. Give me a sacrifice, you know, because of covetousness and greed. All the sacrifices we believers now know is money. We will now gather here, I think we will share it. You know those sacrifices they share? They, they, they give. As at the back, they, the boys, they share it in. It's like, I'm telling you. Ask him. So now say, you will sacrifice something special. Me and Okemuti are planning for it at the end. Israel too, they join. We'll give the host to Elder John. Elder John, you go chop. All of us go die after two days of us. <laughs> we have spoiled the whole thing, you know. So when you say sacrifice, people don't know. But sometimes God, you know, requires a sacrifice. He does. So I told them this in Port Harcourt. As an illustration. 
Now, sacrifice. Sometimes God, in course of prayer, he asks us for a sacrifice. And this example I gave in Portacot. I said, you have money, plenty cash, dollars, boku. You can raise $100,000 that button and eyelid. And you've already arranged. Your son is supposed to go to school in Harvard. Then you are there praying. Kagosh, Kaba, Eletuba, Nigeria, Rivers, Portacot, Eleketopaya, Hoto, Father, Ekotu, Beshitai. Now you finish in Jesus' name. Amen. God will say, send that boy to Uniport. So what did you say? Ah. I know the one just praying that I should do something. To be sure that we are together, send your son to Uniport. He's not going to Harvard. You close your eyes again. The jam form is out now. Collect. I will make him pass. No be engineering. Don't worry. I will give him the anointing. He will get 100 in mathematics. They won't have any choice but to admit him. Ah, you close your eyes again. Your friend will call say, ah, our friend is now VC. Because they see another reason. Your son is going. <laughs> the signs will be clear. You have the money, but God said, give me a seed. I want a sacrifice. What is that sacrifice? It's not the one we rush to church to drop an offering. Offerings are good when applied properly. But sometimes what God says is that don't go to, exactly, action. Don't run to Harvard. Go to Uniport. I will know you have, like we say, skin in the game. There was a time we were talking about plan B. Everybody with a plan B, God does not listen to their prayer concerning the nation. I mean no insults. It's a fact. You have to live for something. There are times you don't say, uh, look, you, yes, that's not a joke. There are times... You, 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 you don't have power, constant power. You only have power a few hours a day which you, buy, which you produce your own generator. But God says, stay, stay there. Stay there. That's what soldiers are like. God says, stay there. He says, stay there. Stay there. I know you could get a better life if you had moved over to Switzerland, but God says, stay here. I wanted to redeem the place where I have given to you. Stay there and redeem it for me. You know the truth? When you follow him that way. What is just giving you, I keep on saying is power to pray. You know, I tell sometimes, you, 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 you know, Nigerians, I don't know about, I don't, I've not lived in Western Nigeria for a long time. Uh, I only visit Northern Nigeria. I've lived in Enugu for a long time. So I know all the bad habits of Enugu Nigerians. I hope you're getting my point. You know the way with the scatter traffic? You know how we scatter traffic? You All of you don't know. If, if, if there's just a checkpoint in front, or a bad spot, let's leave checkpoint, a bad spot in front, creating a long queue behind, those coming at the back will just blow past, zoo, go there. After 15 minutes, the whole place is now blocked. Yes, we should have blown past that place in 30 seconds. But because of the bad spot, maybe we'll have blown past it in 5 minutes or 10 minutes, depending on how long the queue is. But when we've scattered it, it's 3 hours for each person. Or sometimes, none at all. You've not seen it? Yes. Obey traffic light. It's against our religion. If we obey traffic light now, we may just go to hellfire. That's how we behave. So when traffic light says stop, so God, no wonder, you go blow past. We have that attitude. And it's very terrible. Sometimes you see me driving at odd hours, no vehicle coming, no vehicle against, you no. Know, and the thing goes red. You see me press my brake, and I will wait there. Sometimes even me, I'll be telling myself, Banky, are you all right? But I, I, I stay there. The traffic lights will keep me alone. 10 p.m., 10.30. 
Then they turn green, then I will turn. Now, anybody watching this from America can't think, what, so what's the big deal? What are you planning to do before? You live in America. You don't live in Enugu. If you live in Enugu, you know what I've just done. It's a sacrifice. We don't obey the law. Why should we obey the law? The law should obey us. That's how we behave. I'm talking about our iniquity. But why do I do what I do? Like I was saying to you earlier. It's simple. I pray for order in the land. That's the reason. So I need to have the ability to pray. It's not what that's... Look, I know nobody's going to... Right now, even though we'll soon start arresting people. We have plans for arresting people. Spiritual plans. Okay? But right now, nobody's planning to arrest me, physically speaking. Nobody's filming. It means late at night. Nobody's enforcing the laws. I could just go. But I know one thing for sure. Next morning, when I'm conversing with my wife or with my kids about disorder, or this because they look at me like this. If was, let's pray for order in the land. Elizabeth said, Banky, just sit down. Don't enjoy yourself. Just give thanks for disorder in the land. Hey, Elizabeth said, okay, fine. Let's all give thanks. We can give thanks for all things. But say, pray for order in the land. Elizabeth will not answer me. He won't even empower me to pray. Why? The little ability he gave me to create order, I rejected it. You know, sometimes the road will scatter. Scatter badly. You, the Bible says, he that departs from evil makes himself what? A prey. Yes. Has not happened to you before? You're on the queue. You depart from evil. Those who just shun the queue spoil it. They now turn you to the fulfillment of the scripture that says the first shall be the last. <laughs> Have you not seen it before? You will now be the last. So that's where the temptation comes. It, and I'm telling you the temptations I've gone through in this pursuance of order, in pursuing order. So I finally came to an understanding. Once there's order like that, I, will, I said, Lord, I will never be the one to scatter it. When it has scattered, I will now find my way through the disorder. But it must never be on record that I was amongst those who initiated the disorder. Never. That is why whatever we do, we make sure we walk on the path of righteousness. What is the reason? So that when it is time to pray, we can. Did you hear my point? Did you understand it? That's one reason why Christians, when we talk about sacrifice or faith, there was one message, T.D.J. preached many years ago. I heard him preach this message over 20, at least 24 years ago. The sacrifice of faith. Never saw it. That is, never heard anything like it. Never heard anything like it until that day. He was talking about the sacrifice that comes. He was talking about Isaac. He was talking about why Abraham had to lay Isaac on the altar. Listen, the true faith you have in God demands sacrifices. It demands, it's just, you know, this, it's just that we have taken it, we preachers have turned it in just money to collect money. It demands sacrifices. There are times you were born abroad, something Nigerians love, you were born in the United States, you could have a U.S. passport. God will say, go and drop it. You know, Americans allow you to drop your passport. You're not aware of that. Why are they looking at me? If you did not know, say please, I did not know. You did not know. Oh, you can renounce your citizenship. It's allowed. Of any country, actually. If I don't like the way Nigerians do, I'll just go and, go and return my passport. They will deport me the next day, say to where? <laughs> they don't even know where to carry. No, there are people who are stateless. There are people that are described as stateless. Yeah. There was one young girl that came back from fighting in Iraq. Was it Syria? This Iraq, Islamic State people. British citizen. British people say they have withdrawn her citizenship. They are not letting her in. So she says she's not stateless. It's in a refugee camp. United Nations citizen. 
citizen of the world. Yes, there are people like that. But in Atona, I woke up one day, dropped her citizenship, American citizenship. She's married to a Swiss man, they live in Switzerland. So I can't, and her reason is that the filing, she's a very rich woman. Filing her tax returns every year is too difficult for her. The other day I heard BBC News. They were talking about Davido. That the American, the Nigerian American singer. I said, Davido. Which of the Nigerian American for this matter now? Someone said, oh, he was born in the US. I said, eh. Is that so? I said, now listen to this. I said, I hope he's filing his tax returns every year. I'm not joking, in case you did not know. He's living in Nigeria. He's doing all these jams, getting all this money from Nigeria. Americans expect him to pay his tax regularly to them. Yes, no. He has to file his tax returns every year. David, I hope so you know this one before. <laughs> that just by the way, all right? For those who do not know. For, for some people, when they don't like that idea, they just go to the American embassy, return their passport, fill some papers and say, I do not want to be an American citizen any longer. Sometimes, God calls it being made a eunuch for the sake of the kingdom. It happens. Yeah, they will do it. So sometimes God will tell you that, hey, this passport, I don't want you to have it. I'm not saying, please, if you're a dual citizen, you must do that. I'm just saying for certain people, that will be the demand. And he will know he has his reason. Sometimes he's like, hey, this is your plan B. Let's collect your plan B. Why? He's giving you a voice to be able to pray. He's giving you a voice to be able to pray. Why does he do all of these things? Because the prayer is what? Important. What he wants to do on the earth cannot be done except he raises enough workers with him who work in prayer. And it's not just that you know a few scriptures. There are two things about prayer. Well, a number of things. Two of them I want to bring out. That knowledge of the will of God and using the will of God to pray, that's very, very important. That is one. But secondly, who is the person who is praying? It's not everybody that can just carry a phone and call heaven and the, the, the thing will call through, we, we, we connect. The angels will say, who's talking? Remember what that demon said? Paul I know. Jesus I know. But you, who you be? Just come and be rebuking somebody anyhow. So all the anger they had in demonic realms, all the casting, they've been casting them out. They found seven boys to pour the anger on that day. Why? They didn't have spiritual power. And they were opening their mouth to shout the name of Jesus. In heaven, they check who is talking. The most important thing is who is talking. It's not the, whether you are quoting the will or you are not quoting the will. Who is talking? Who is talking? Does the person have the righteousness of God by faith in Christ Jesus? Who is talking? Has the person brought himself, herself to a level where he or she has capacity before God to speak and listen by reason of the sacrifices the person has made because of faith? That's why Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? It's not faith you just profess. Faith without works is dead. There are times God will demand certain works as a, as a sign of your faith. You don't give that to him, you can't pray in that area. Yeah? That's the way it works. So sometimes you go through trials in life. Don't be angry. God is beefing up your capacity to utter words. Did you hear what I said? I'll say it again. Sometimes we go through challenges, trials in life. Don't be angry. God is giving up, beefing up your capacity to utter words. There are prayers you can't pray because you have not been touched by certain things. For Jesus to be able to pray effectively for us, he had to come. Wear our shirt. 
put on our trousers, wear our shoes, walk where we walk. He was touched with the feeling of our infirmities. That makes him what? An effective high priest who can utter words in intercession for the saints. What is the reason? He's gone through what they are going through. He felt their pain. There is no pain, no trouble he have gone through. He did not see. There's a way God operates. He operates with simple knowledge. They also operates with experience. How do I know? Jesus came down, came to Abraham. He said, I've heard the cries of um, Sodom and Gomorrah. What did he now say? Let me now come and see what that is exactly the way I, what I heard. Ah, are you not God again? You need to come and see. So, the, okay, we human we even have binoculars. We have telescope. You, you need to come and see. Let me tell you what he come and see. He was coming to experience. I pray you get the point. He came to Sodom to experience their injustice. He had to judge them as a man. He had to feel what the people were feeling who had been treated harshly in Sodom. No, that's how God operates. So when God wanted to raise for us the most effective intercessor on the earth, he took the son and sent to the earth. He said, go and suffer. Start in the manger. There are days as a little boy. Food in the house will finish. And there are days food will be so plenty. He experienced everything, the extremes of life. Many of us believe that Jesus was never sick when he was a person. Zakunen says it's not true. Zakunen says it's not true. That if it was like that, he wouldn't understand what we are going through when we are having pain. He no go no book. That he had to feel it. As well, this woman sang it in her song. He said there were nights he couldn't fall asleep. What's her name? Can they state him? He said, just like you, he wept. He said he knows how it feels to be sad too. Yes, he went through sadness. He went through pain. He went through everything. Why? So that he can be an effective high priest to make intercession for the saints. He had to be touched with the feeling of their infirmities. You know what? He's raising people to walk with him like that till now. So when I hear people grumble sometimes about Isha, I say, that, you don't understand. You are grumbling about your right to pray. What's wrong with you? Are you getting my point? You are grumbling about what God has given you that will give you the ability to pray. That's why you can give thanks for everything. When injustice has been done and affected you, you can be angry for a short while, but after a while, quickly drop it. God now says, you see how injustice feels? Say yes. There are two things you do with it. When I give you the opportunity to establish justice, you know what to do. But more importantly, because I may not give it to you personally, but I've given you the right to pray. Get on your knees and pray. There are things I have identified. I've turned to a personal prayer point. Okay, let me give you one. See all these school principals that are doing special centers and locking down and writing on the board. In Jesus' name, they are going to prison. Amen. I've seen that these people are destroying the next generation. Children now, it's gotten to a point, children don't understand right from wrong. When teachers are the ones cheating, who's going to tell them something is right? That is, you, 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 you leave them with inability to conceive right from wrong. 
Because the person that says don't do something is the one doing it. So I turned it to prayer and said, God, please, you have to end that. No, 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 no. That one cannot continue. So the other day, when I saw one, I forwarded to my wife. ICPC and DSS arranged and arrested 48 university lecturers who were collecting between 300 and 500,000 naira to arrange UBEB results for young people. I said, Father, thank you. And they invited their vice chancellors for questioning. I said, good. And I hope the VCs will stay there for like two days while they are questioning them. You go home, but stay there first. NDSS grills you for two days. After that, you will learn righteousness. For me, I, I mean, I was glad. The day I just, I just followed to my wife, I said, look at this. She said, God is answering prayers. I said, good. He will continue to answer prayers. He will continue to answer prayers. You know, for, for years, lecturers were harassing female students. Nothing happened. But now, some of the things, it's not technology. It's God that says, time for judgment. God says, it's now time for judgment. Please, I hope you are getting my point. What am I trying to say? So sometimes we go through things in life, we go through difficulty. Please recognize that God has given that to us as an experience so that when we pass the test of faith, he puts us in a new pedestal so that we are able to speak effectively in that area. Because without people that can effectively speak concerning an issue, God's hand will not move until it is time for judgment. Let me say that again. Without individuals that can effectively speak before him about an issue, his hand will not move unless the time for judgment has come. And I'm talking about terrible judgment when he wipes everything away and says, this whole place is a mess. Rain fire and brimstone on them. Let's clean that entirely. And at such times, you see, it will be as if he has taken away the righteous with the wicked. Sometimes he will have extracted the righteous ahead of time. Pull them away, but you will not notice. It's in the Bible like that. The righteous perishes, nobody takes it to heart. So you just won't notice. Just wipe everything clean. But if you don't want it to get to that point, then you have to pray his... I'm trying to call an English word for it, but you have to pray his judgment, the early judgment, the early reign of judgment to come and remove evildoers, cleanse it from the land. You have to pray revival into the place. You have to pray without that. The ultimate judgment will come. Let me say this again as I close. God is interested in nations. Yes, because he carved each one for a purpose. Two reasons I know he carved the one we are living in. Now, maybe he carved your own like that, or I don't know book. I don't know book. I don't know. But the one I'm living in, I can give you two. And maybe he has more, but two I have understanding concerning. One, that with its Human resources, material resources, of course, all of this empowered by the Holy Spirit, anointed by the Holy Spirit. The gospel of God will be spread all over this continent and from this continent to the rest of the world, beginning from here. That's one purpose. Number two, that in this nation, he will establish for the, for the nations of the earth to see that there's redemption in Christ Jesus for all the races of mankind. Yes. I don't have to start explaining those things to that second one, especially again. But God does what he calls the demonstration of his righteousness. And we have to work with him. We have to work with him to a point that God will be able to, you know, we can show that indeed Jesus died to liberate all the races from bondage. Because certain races, as a matter of fact, they have a blessing that began since the time of Noah. 
and it's established till today. And that puts them in front of everybody else. It's not a joke that you see development on this earth seems to be race by race. Just go and check it. But God equalizes everybody in Christ Jesus. And he demonstrates it for the whole earth to see. And sometimes, and I believe he has done that, he gathers a group of people. So I will bless you so that they will know. Oh God, I pray you get this point. All these lies will lie that the Jews are specially blessed. It's a fat lie. Not because it was a lie originally. It became a lie when Jesus came. And I said, there's one body. We are no longer aliens from the promise. But we inherit the promise as much as anybody else. And God has to establish that through certain people. I hope you've gotten my point. That is the reason why we pray. Can we rest for our feet? Let us pray now. Let's rise to our feet. Let us pray. Let us pray. I'd like us to start again. Let's start with thanksgiving. Always very important. The giving of thanks. The giving of thanks. Let's thank God for what he has done for us in giving us understanding, in giving us revelation, in giving us insight. Give the Lord thanks. Say, Lord, thank you. For you found me worthy. You made me worthy. Say, thank you. For you have opened my eyes. 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 Thank you. For the redemption that I have in Christ. Thank you. For the redemption that I have. My brethren and I. The redemption that we have in Christ. Let's thank, let's give the Lord thanks. Let's give him thanks. There's a declaration we take once in a while. I just want us to take it together. Do we know it by heart? I just, it just came to my mind. Let's just use it at this particular point. When we start to pray, we declare the righteousness that we have in Christ Jesus. Remember it. One, two, let's go. We enter into the presence of the Father, each one as a renewed child of God. We have not come in the power of the good works which we have done. We have come only because of the grace and mercy which we have in Christ Jesus. We thank the Lord for saving us. We thank the Lord for washing us clean. We have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. We have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. We have come to God, the judge of all. We have come to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. We have come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. We declare in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, just give the Lord thanks for this again. That you have come not because of your own personal righteousness, not because of the works that you have done, not because of the offerings you have given. That's so important. Christians these days, they just think it is what they are doing. It is not what you have done. Give the Lord thanks. It's important you give thanks this evening for you accepted in the beloved. Give the Lord thanks because he has accepted you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks. 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 Give thanks that He has opened your eyes. That you are being filled with the knowledge of His will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Give thanks for that. For the knowledge of His will. That He has opened the eyes of your understanding. That you may know the hope of His calling. Give thanks for these things. Claim them by faith, even if you don't think you have personally experienced it. Claim them by faith right now. Say in the name of Jesus, I have insight. I have understanding. I am not walking in blindness. I have insight. 
I have understanding. I'm not walking in blindness. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I give you praise. I worship you. Because you have broken every curse in my life. Come on, go ahead and give thanks for that. It's no, it's no time to start breaking curses. You have broken them, Lord. Say to him, he has broken the curses. He has broken ancestral curses in your life. He has made you, you know, go away from them. In your life, it has been broken. You have walked away from those curses. Yes, he has delivered you from the domain of darkness. In the, and he has placed you into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom you have redemption. Even the forgiveness of sin. Yes, give thanks for that. We must give thanks today. Yes. If you have been delivered, say so. Say, Lord, thank you, I've been delivered. If the curses in your life have been removed, say so. Lord, you have removed me from those curses. You have removed them from my life. You have brought me into the kingdom of Christ Jesus. Say, Lord, we thank you. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Thank him because he has given you hope. Yes, give him, he has given you hope. Many people are hopeless. They don't think there's anything in front. That's why they are running up and down. But you, you have something to live for. You see yourself being transformed every day into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you see the will of God being accomplished in your life. Hope is what he has given to you. Say, so, Lord, we thank you for hope. I thank you for the hope you have set in front of me. I thank you for the hope of perfection. I thank you for the hope of eternal life. I thank you for the hope of manifesting your glory on this earth. Please take a moment and give the Lord thanks for that. That I'm not without hope. Thank you. There is a hope set in front of me. There is a plan, a good plan, an eternal plan which the Father made that I'm being privileged to walk in. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Thank you because he has thought of every little bit of your life. All the days of your life, they are written in his books. David taught us that prophetically. He said, the days are written in the book of God. Yes, Lord, thank you. He said, if I were to think of the thoughts that he has concerning me. They are too numerous. They are too many. They are like this, the, the, the sands of the sea. Give the Lord thanks. You wake up in the morning, he has thought of something for that morning, even before you woke up. The Bible says he gives to his beloved, even while he sleeps. Give thanks. Give thanks. People sometimes worry about their future. They worry of their, the future of their children. God said, even before you had the children, I've named them ahead. Oh, I pray we can believe this. I have named those children ahead. I have determined what they are going to be. Your own portion is just to walk with me. And you will see my plan for their lives manifest. And listen, I'm talking to somebody who is not even married now. <laughs> That's how great the number of thoughts he has towards us. That's how great the number is. Say, Lord, we thank you. I want you to take a moment again and thank the Lord for this nation that you are in. Now, take a moment and thank the Lord. I've heard people look at federal government as if they are the problem. I want you to take a moment and just give the Lord thanks for federal government. Say, Lord, I thank you for Nigeria. I give you thanks for the history. I thank you for the creation. I repent of all negative thoughts. It's important. Every negative word I have spoken against the nation of your purpose. Lord, I repent. And I want to say thank you. Because you are making all things work together for good in accordance with your will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because you saw it fit. For those of us who are, were born in this country, or who are citizens of this nation, thank the Lord. And if whatever you are listening to us from, thank God for your own country too. Especially that God gave you life. That there is a purpose. Jesus did not land in Bethlehem by accident. Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem. 
He had to be born there. Because there was a prophetic word ahead of time. Concerning your life, there is a word that God spoke. That's why your mother traveled to where you were, where you were born. Thank the Lord for it. Thank the Lord that you did not die that birth. That God brought you up to this level in life. Give the Lord thanks. I want you to thank God. Oh, thank the Lord for the nation you were born in. And that you will do your, the will of God concerning his purpose. That made him bring you out of this nation. Thank God for this nation. Now let's begin to bless the land. Now say in the name of Jesus. Begin to declare it that this nation it belongs to the Lord. Nigeria is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. We declare. We claim it. You know I said he needs us to agree with him. If we agree with him. The father will do anything. And we agree. Say, ask of me. I will give you the nations as an inheritance. Say, Lord, give us this whole nation as your, our inheritance. We ask for it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. What are we asking for it for? That the truth of Christ will be manifested in every corner. Lord, we ask for Nigeria to be manifested as the Lord's. To be manifested as the Lord's from the north to the south, from the east to the west. We declare in the name of Jesus that Jesus will reign. We declare that Jesus will rule. We declare that Jesus will reign in every state in this nation. The kingdom of God will be established. Please pray that prayer. Say, Lord, the kingdom of God will be established in this nation. Say that at least seven times. The kingdom of God will be established in this nation. Say it after me at least seven times. The kingdom of God will be established in this nation. The kingdom of God will be established in Nigeria. The kingdom of God be established in this land. The kingdom of God be established in this land. The kingdom of God be established in this land. The kingdom of Jesus will be established. Jesus will be shown as Lord. This kingdom will progress. This kingdom will prosper in the name of Jesus. Now I want you to begin to pray and mention the name of at least 10 states in Nigeria. Now we are claiming all 36 states in Abuja. We are claiming all of it for Jesus Christ. But just as a sign, let us mention at least 10. Mention the states you are in. Mention states in this environment. Mention states at the extremes in the name of Jesus. Mention Sokoto as the Lord. Mention Borno as the Lord. Mention Lagos as the Lord. Mention Cross River as the Lord. Mention Taraba, Adamawa. Of course, the state we are in, Enugu, Eboin next door. Anambra to next door on this side. Kogi, Benue, Babia, Imo. All of them, Delta, Edo, in the name of Jesus. Jesus will reign in Plato State. We declare that Jesus will reign in Plato State. We declare that Jesus will reign in Gombe. Jesus will reign, we declare, in Katsina. Jesus will reign in, in Sokoto. He will reign in, in, in Taraba. He will reign, you know, in every state in Kwara. He will reign in the name of Jesus. Like we're preaching. From the state that declares Sharia in the first instance, Jesus will take over. And from there, ministers will spread nationwide. Yeah, that's the answer I was trying to remember. In the name of Jesus, every state, every state in this land, we collect for the Lord Jesus. He's the God of the nations. And we establish His Lordship over this land. In the name of Jesus, we establish. Now, I want you to use this word. Say, Lord, we give this nation over to your purpose. Yes. Say that. I want to say it at least five times. Say, Lord, we 
give this nation over to your purpose. Yeah, that's us cooperating with him. We give this nation over to your purpose. This nation will spread the gospel. We give this nation over to your purpose. As citizens of this land, we give this nation over to your purpose. As citizens of this country, we give it over to your purpose. We declare that the glory of Jesus will be seen in it. The glory of Jesus will spread because of it. In the name of Jesus, we give this nation, Lord, over to your purpose. We say, Lord, ride and take it over. Ride and take it over. Let there be an outpouring of the revival of the Spirit. Let there be an outpouring of the gospel over all this land. Every state, every major city, every town, and from those towns into all the villages. In the name of Jesus. Let's ask the Lord, send laborers into your harvest. Lord, send laborers into your harvest. Lord, send laborers into your harvest. In the name of Jesus, send laborers into your harvest. Oh, Father, we give you praise. Let's give thanks because he has heard us. Indeed, he has heard us. Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. There's one last prayer I want to take in that regard. I want us to pray for the church in the land. That's the most important thing. The church in this nation. The church in this nation. Let's pray for it. Let's pray for her. The prayer is simple. Alright? Say, Lord, let your truth prevail. Is it hard? It's a simple prayer. Pray like that. Say, Lord, let your truth prevail. Let your truth prevail. Lord, let your truth prevail in this, in the, in the church in this land. That any congregation, any congregation that mentions the name of Jesus, the Lord of truth will ride in there. He will cast down every altar of lies. Every pulpit of lies. Every place where man is exalted and Jesus is obscured. They will be cast down. In the name of Jesus. But Jesus alone will be exalted. In his body, Jesus alone will be exalted. Lord, ride down prosperously because of truth. And in majesty. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your bride be pure again, Jesus. Let the bride of Christ in this nation be pure again. Wash her with the washing of water by the word. In the name of Jesus. Let's bless the church in this nation. That truth will be precious to her. All those who have plundered her, they will be removed in the name of Jesus. That the people there will have Jesus lifted up before them again. Jesus will be lifted, lifted up in his body again. Nobody else will prosper in that body apart from Jesus himself. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Let's declare that. Jesus, reign in your body in this nation. Thank you, Father God. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We declare peace upon this land. We declare peace upon this land. Father, let all afflictions cease. Let all troubles cease. Lord, the time has come for you to burn up and destroy, break all instruments of war. Father, convert them to agricultural implements. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Young boys, young women included, who were fighters, they don't even know what they're doing. Turn them to farmers. Let them produce in the land where they were going out to shed blood. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let preachers arise from every state in this nation. Who will spread the gospel over this country? All over the continent? And into the rest parts of this world? In the name of Jesus. We call this nation blessed. We lift up the name of the Lord over it. We say, Jesus is Lord. He's the Lord over the nations. The earth is the Lord's. We lift up the name of the Lord over this nation. We call prosperity to come to her. We call abundance to come to her. Lord, let the early rain and the latter rain fall at the appropriate times. Cause the land to be fruitful. Lord, we ask you to rebuke the cankerworm, the locust, all forms of destructive insects that have come upon the land. Be rebuked in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that we will dwell in peace. That we may do your will. In the name of Jesus. We bless the leaders of this land. In Jesus' name, you will do the will of the Father. We declare that you will do the will of the Father. We declare that you will do the will of the Father. Anyone that will rise up against the will of the Father and the will of the Son, we command them removed in Jesus' name. Look, the scepter of the wicked will not rest upon the lot of the righteous. This nation is our own. Therefore, we reject the scepter of wickedness. In the name of Jesus. Father God, establish order for us. Establish justice for us. Establish peace for us. And bring forth glory for your holy name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's give it all thanks. Just say, Father, we thank you. Give him thanks for a moment. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. All right, the Lord is good. I say, go, it is well with you. I say, it is well with you. It is well with you. I declare you blessed again in Jesus' name. That fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit, receive it again in the name of Jesus. Divine ability. Your life will be like that of Daniel. You will see what others are not seeing. You will understand what others don't understand. You have insight that they do not have. Because you are special before the Lord, he will send an angel to come and tell you what is to come. You will not walk in confusion. The direction of the Almighty will set you on a straight path. In the name of Jesus Christ. For that reason, you will have cause to give him glory. Because something will happen to you that only God could have done. Chance could not have done it. You will know that the Father did this one. That his name alone might be glorified. That Jesus will be exalted on this earth. And that is true what he's doing in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, let's share the grace in fellowship. One, two, let's go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Quickly bless two people around you. Say, this is your season.
Another person, this is your season. One last one for yourself. Say, this is my season. Of the Spirit and of the power of God. Amen. All right, share of brethren, the word works. Share of brethren, say like you believe it. The word works. God bless you.